Coffee Podcast. Podcast. A podcast with coffee about dogs and cats. So this is kind of cool. We have episode 21 on the last day of 2020. Right before we go into 21. That's perfect. That is perfect. Well, (laughs) should we talk a little bit about... Well, I usually call them New Year's goals instead of New Year's resolutions because Uh then when I fall off of them about March, then I feel kind of bad that I made a resolution. So a goal to me seems a little bit less forceful to myself. And I also like the idea of a short-term goal that begins around January 1st because it's hard to make a commitment for an entire year. You don't know how your year's going to change, how your life's going to change, or your goals. And I know some people think it's just arbitrary, but it is kind of the theme this time of year. Christmas is over. We're ready to kind of like clean up our stuff and get a fresh start on some things. So yeah, we'll talk about New Year's goals. Yes. And it's also a nice time to reflect on this time last year, I don't think any of us <laughs> predicted Woo! what 2020 would hold for us. We thought it was going to be great. We thought it was the year of the future. We thought it was going to be... I, the things crack me up so much that are like, nobody's going into 2021 like, this is my year, guys. Yes. Like, we did that with 2020. We don't saw touch anything. Yeah. Just everywhere. Stay quiet. <laughs> Slowly and stilly. Like you're trying to approach a feral cat yep. going into 2021. Yep. It's just funny. So it's hard to set a resolution now and even set some long-term goals because we don't know what 2021 looks like. Twenty End of 2019, I had no idea. (laughs) You thought 2021 was going to be like your first year of big in-person events for Helping Mm -hmm. Hands. You thought that was going to be like your main job. You make plans and the universe laughs. That's what happens. So that's what happened this year probably for most of us. So we're going to be a little bit careful on how we set goals this year. Yeah. So I was thinking about some that have to do with pets. So these might be resolutions that your pets might have or that you could try out with your pets at home because I have a couple that I can think of for the cats and dogs that I have at home. And since, you know, animal lovers listen to this podcast, I thought it'd be appropriate and it should be something that's easy to do no matter kind of what the world looks like. So the first one we talked last week about sniff mm-hmm. and how dogs love to smell things for enrichment. And my mom has been really, really good about this and she makes me reflect on it more often that when you take your dog for a walk, if you're really walking for the dog's benefit, and it's a walk for the dog and not necessarily you, you're probably going to stop and let them sniff as much as they want, as many times as they want, for as long as they want. But a lot of us go into it thinking, this is a walk, we're going to walk, like, come on, stop stopping and smelling things. But that's half of, if not more, of the enjoyment for the dogs on the walk. Mm-hmm. So I, my, my, one of my goals is to sort of change how I think about it when I'm taking the dog or the dogs for a walk and think of it as enrichment for them and let them kind of lead the way and then determine when they want to stop and smell. If I want to go walking because I want to get my steps in, I might just go like without the dogs or at a different time or on treadmill because I think they really enjoy the stopping and sniffing, which Tanya, one of our trainers, calls a sniffari. So more sniffaris is my goal for 2021 for the dogs. I have, it's going to sound a little sad, but I have a goal that I want to spend, and it may be a challenge because all of my pets have a different personality, but Mm -hmm. I want to spend equal time with all of my animals on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. So my, I have three cats and a dog. Mm -hmm. Soon we'll have a foster dog. And the dog gets a lot of attention because she does go on walks a lot. She goes places with us. I have one cat who's very social and outgoing and always up in my business, whatever I'm doing. 
I have one cat who hides most of the time. Mm -hmm. I see her when she's hungry. And every now and then she'll come out for a little snuggle and she'll lay in my lap for about 30 seconds. And then she'll remember she's late for a dentist appointment and take running (laughs) off with the urgency of someone who's late. (laughs) And there she goes. And then I have another cat who... He could take it or leave it. He could. T- sometimes he really w- wants some affection, and sometimes he really just wants to sleep in the basement by himself for hours on it. Uh-huh. But which is fine. That's what they want. But I start feeling sometimes like maybe my two less social ones think that I pick favorites because the other two social ones are much more demanding of yeah, my time. Right. So I want to try and find ways to engage with them that is on their terms. So that they know that I love them equally as much. That's cute. What do you normally do during your, like, reading time, quiet time? Well, usually the boy cat, my less social senior kitty, Mm -hmm. is my best reading buddy. He'll Mm -hmm. just quietly get in my lap, which is really sweet, except for sometimes he'll nudge my book out of my hand. (laughs) (laughs) So there's not as much reading time when he's around, but I think that if he's asking me for affection, he should be getting it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't... I don't know what I'm going to do about my other kitty. She likes she likes the laser pointer, but only for a little bit. Mm-hmm. She likes pets, but only for a little bit. Hmm. But I just, I don't want her to feel left out, like a left out middle child. So right. i got to figure out a way to engage with him. Mm. And she's the one that you have to, like, ignore her, right? Mm-hmm. Take it. So it's like you have to get yourself in a place where you're around her, but, like, the other animals aren't necessarily there to, like scare her away or whatever and start ignoring her and then see if she comes around and wants to engage. Yep. She's a a challenge. Yeah. She's a secret admirer. Mm -hmm. So I can't be too forceful. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to, so that's my plan is I I don't want them to think that I'm picking favorites because I think they sometimes think that Mm -hmm. maybe they don't. I don't know if cats think like that. Right. I don't know if they have like the consciousness of feeling like. But either way, I think they could benefit from a little bit more intentional time yes. spent from each one even if they're not feeling jelly right now of each yes. other. Well, and they all like different things. Yeah. So I should be, instead of just getting more toys because I have one cat who loves toys, mm-hmm. finding other things that they like. I like that. What a fair mom trying to pass around all the enrichment and the love equally. That's the plan. I like it a lot. My plan for the cats, or idea for the cats, well, we recently got a cat backpack that they both actually seem to like more than I expected. I mostly got it for the kitten because I had gotten a leash for him. He doesn't seem into walking on the leash. I'm going to keep trying it, but it has not been successful so far when we try to go on walks with him. And so I got the backpack so he could go on longer walks with us, but be outside. Seems to enjoy it. And the adult cat actually seems to enjoy it too, which I thought she would just meow because she likes to be outside, but you know, not confined. She wants to do her own thing and go roll in the dirt in the alleyway. It's like the first thing she always does when she's free. So I think more walks with the cats, maybe buying a second backpack so we could take both of them when we go on our walks. And Jackson Galaxy, whenever I watch him, always reminds me that cats love to play and have hunting instincts. And if anybody at home has a cat or a kitten that is doing unwanted behaviors like attacking your feet and things like that, it's probably because they have these hunting instincts that they can't, they haven't been getting out through play. So my goal is to do a little bit more playing with debird type toys to try to fend off any of that unwanted behavior and just give them a little more fulfilled, fun life. So just like, I don't know, five minutes when I get home at night, you know, they're really active, like when the sun comes up in the morning and then like around sunset at night and do a little hunty, chasey thing and maybe get a treat and yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. We have a goal. We've talked about what would be reasonable and realistic for us that we would like to 
have four fosters this year. Four Ooh, I mean, quarterly we can, fosters. We could have more or less depending on what the shelter needs. It's yeah. really based on what our shelter needs, but mm-hmm. we think at least four would be. That's exciting. Yeah. I love it. And are you generally thinking you want to stick with like heartworm dogs or open to whatever kind of dogs need? We'd much rather prefer medical intervention than behavioral intervention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely the situation and would prefer larger breed over smaller breed. But right. we're also not super picky. Whatever, honestly, whatever the shelter needs, we feel like we should be a vehicle for it. Man, I can't wait till a year from now to reflect back on it's gonna your be foster so dogs good. of the year. And, how and all to be everything. telling everybody like, well, now I have five dogs <laughs> and four cats. And... <laughs> So that'll be funny. And I'm trying to balance giving them all the mm-hmm. same amount of love, mm-hmm. even though I've got 25 animals. That'll That's, be great. Yeah. No, I think it'll be more like, um, well, Jenny Sue adopted Montana, and then Ricky Bobby ado- adopted this dog, and you're going to be keeping tabs on, like, all the homes that they went into and getting regular updates. That is true, <laughs> which reminds me, I mean, we should give a huge shout-out to Dana and John, who are... Parents of a friend of mine I went to high school with, and they drove three hours to adopt Gideon. So Gideon is living his best life with a family that I know, and so we've been getting regular updates, and he is just... A very spoiled cat right now. That's amazing. Yep. got a microchip. Yeah, we're gonna give him so much love. Yep. Ugh, so he's, happy. For yep. Him. And they renamed him Leo, which I think is perfect because he yep. is a little lion. Yep. Yeah, that's a good name for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's living his best life. Amazing. Not tearing up their furniture, sleeping on their feet, <sighs> just being Gideon. Just being Gideon. Being Leo now. That's right. A lot of people around here have been talking about how much they miss him, and we all do miss him very much. But there is nothing better than knowing that they're in a wonderful, loving home thriving yep should we transition into adoption or office cat updates from there let's do it okay so i can never remember exactly what we said on the week before but i feel like a lot has happened in this last week with our new kitties so y'all probably know of galwain because he's been around for a while now he's an orange kitten had a broken back leg which they did radiographs Mm -hmm. on recently and is healing really really nicely he is really friendly and outgoing and active he can be a little bit on the needy side and meowy at times right now he's sleeping like an angel and looking really cute um but he has been assigned a new job so this tends to happen when a foster stays around long enough in the offices it's like okay you got to earn your keep now you have a job of helping us like socialize these new animals or take care of these new animals that have come in and we have between grace and i gotten three new foster kittens yes we have um i got a pair of little gray tiger stripes they are feral they are really really cute and adorable and they're really scared of everything how old they were they're about six weeks Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be great candidates for being barn cats because they're just too scared yeah um and they hiss a lot and they hide a lot uh, and we learned very quickly, um, and when I say quickly, I mean after like a week, <laughs> that they're very codependent on one another. They would not yeah. interact with anybody but each other, which was making socializing them a little difficult. So we actually um, divided them up, put them as next door neighbors, and gave them each a friend who is a kitten who is well socialized mm-hmm. so they could learn some cat skills from other cats who are not as scared as each other because they were kind of feeding off each other's fear and in 24 hours these cats run and play and they're not hiding they're sleeping in beds 
out in public. Yep. Not in public, but... In, out, you know, yeah. not... Yeah, in the corners, hiding behind something. Yeah, so, so we good. think it'll probably take maybe a, a little bit more time of of them seeing how other cats do it because they, I mean, they can't teach each other. They don't know. Neither one of them has these skills. So mm-hmm. we thought... And they're just telling each other, I'm scared. Are you scared? I'm scared. Okay, it must be scary. Let's hide together. <laughs> exactly. Let's get each other's backs. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happened. So then when we put them each with more of a mentor. So now Gawain has now moved into my office to yep. take care of the more... She's probably the scareder of the two. The non-reactive, just quiet, Heidi mm-hmm. one, Delta. Mm-hmm. And she runs around, and her and Gwen chase each other. And I have Dawn in my office, and she is, she'll run around more, or from the beginning ran around more openly, and is very hissy. She hasn't done a lot of, like, biting or swatting or anything, but if you reach towards her, those ears go, like, flat against her head, and she does lots of little puffs and hisses, which are, like, so cute. She doesn't know that she's not scary at all, <laughs> she's so but tiny. she thinks she is. So she's in my office with Lady of Lease, who I named. It's funny because Delta and Dawn were named together. Now they're split up. And Mm -hmm. Gawain and Lady of Lease were named for each other because Sir Gawain and Lady of Lease are something you can look it up. (laughs) They they are associated with each other. And now they're split up. So Lady of Lease is a really cute cat. I don't know if she's a calico technically, but she looks like a tortoise shell with a little bit of white, like white feet. Really interesting and cute, adorable coloring. So mostly black, a little bit spots of orange, a little bit of white on her. And she was sort of, did she hiss at first? She mm-hmm. would like run away and hiss mm-hmm. at first, but within the past like 24 hours, she's just become super lovey and needy. She still, I think, is skittish if she like sees a sudden movement or hears a sudden sound, but she's one who must have been socialized when she was younger was a little bit fearful when she came in here, but has kind of snapped out of it and realized that she loves attention, wants to be on your lap all the time. So I think that is a good role model for little Dawn in my office. And luckily, Dawn loves wet food and treats. I don't know if Delta does as well, but that really helps because I can, she'll allow me to touch her and pet her while she's eating because she loves it so much. So that's been our main source of interaction. But yeah, she's just laying on a bed like close to my door, kind of out where people can see her. So I I think we're making good progress. Do you think the shelter has any goals for 2021? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we do. So, save, saving some lives. Yeah, so we've been keeping track of the total number of animals that have come in this year. And I was also recently looking at the shelter animals count statistics because they have statistics from over a thousand shelters across the country and they take all those statistics and compile them. So we can see through that, that other shelters have had a similar trend to us where their intake has been down significantly. I think it's like 27% of strays are down, which also makes return to owners down just because we aren't getting as many animals in adoptions are down just because the number of animals is down but also the number of euthanasias are down quite a bit for shelters too so everything is down in a good way from Mm -hmm. 2020 because it's been such a weird year again we don't know like what 2021 is going to look like going into it but I just what I know of the programs that have been going on and what I've been involved with in 2020 in our shelter what comes to mind first are the kind of behavior modification programs that we've been trying to expand and Mm -hmm. for the cats put in place. So I think just making those thrive in 2021 is going to be a big goal. We have a behavior board for dogs and a behavior board for cats that are different cat and dog behavior people have been filling with 
the dogs who need attention because they are shy or have some manners or behavior issues that need to be worked on before they're able to go into foster care or up for adoption or to a rescue or whatever it is. And I think that's a really awesome program that's going to expand and thrive in 2021. That comes to mind for me. I know our events, our goal is just going to be to do whatever we can to the best of our ability, whatever that yep. means or looks like, and to try to be flexible and creative and, you know, raise as much money as we can for the animals with our events and our communications, kind of like we did in 2020. <laughs> but it's still going to look different because things have evolved since 2020. We, like, kind of know how to navigate a pandemic now. Vaccinations are coming out. So it'll be interesting. Yep. Yep. It's, it's hard to make solid plans. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing that's funny to me that I've been thinking a lot about is every shelter's goal is to decrease the number of animals that we admit. Uh That's done through spaying and neutering, promoting spaying and neutering, reducing pet overpopulation so that just the amount of animals in our community is less so that Mm -hmm. that eases the shelter and the community. Um, So it's kind of funny because our goal is to make ourselves obsolete. Yeah, it seems (laughs) twofold. We want to help a whole bunch of animals and we want to save a whole bunch of animal lives. But on the other hand, we want there to be a whole bunch less animals. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say, you know, this year I hope that we admit 5,000 animals. Because I actually don't hope that. I hope we only... I mean, I I do because I want to be able to help them if they need our help. But... The bigger picture goal is every year we hope there will be less. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I did. I said we've been tracking the number coming in, but I don't think I said what the number was. So for the past several years, we've taken in over 6,000 animals a year. Right now, I think we're sitting at 4,937 or Mm -hmm. something like that. We're very close to 5,000, but we're only going to be open a half day tomorrow in intake. So we're probably not going to hit 5,000. So next year, all of our communications will say that we took in nearly 5,000 animals Mm -hmm. in 2020. And then maybe 2021 will go back up, but maybe not. Like, we hope that the trend is going down. So, yeah, probably a better goal for our shelter either has to do with the helping the percentage of animals that come into us or just the ability to help all the animals who need it and not have a number on it because we hope that number is low. There's no reason for us to have a high number as a goal there. We really just, our main goal is to be able to provide the type of help to animals who need it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think we'll be able to do. Yeah. I mean, we're excited going into it. We already have, like, some heartworm funding for treating heartworm dogs, which is really exciting. Um, Grace is working very hard on getting some cool new, like, vet equipment so that our vet can help animals even better and do some new and great fun things for them, like dentals. Maybe not fun, but (laughs) important things that they need. Um, Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. We're going to help a lot of animals. It is. It's going to be a good year. We are going to help a lot of animals. Reflecting on 2020, it's been very nice. All the animals that we have been able to help this year has been fabulous. Um, It's been a weird year, but I think working here has been really nice in 2020 because we were able to work throughout the year. I think things turned out better than we could have predicted once we knew there was a global pandemic as far as the animals we helped and the money we were able to raise. And so throughout a year that was kind of tough, we still had positive things happening regularly at work. So I feel very blessed that this was my job in 2020. I have thought that so many times this year. It's Mm -hmm. like, what a weird year, but I am so glad that we've been able to help so many animals. I mean, when I look back at, you know, when we were close to the public and we were essential only and you and I were trying to do a spirit week to try Mm -hmm. and keep everybody's spirits up because no one could be in the building unless you were cleaning kennels and whatnot. And we really, you know, we really tried. And I think to myself, how much worse 
I think for me, this would have been if I wasn't surrounded by thousands of animals. Yeah, like, yeah. a moment of gratitude uh-huh. that in the stories that have come out of it and the stories of hope that have come out of the it. Foster, all the fostering and adopting. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, that was beautiful. There's so many fosters, which yes. is just, there's been a lot of positive. There really has. Uh-huh. Um, and it's, there's been a lot of challenges as well, but overall, it's been a lot of wouldn't say fun but <laughs> but it's been i just think we like survived it a lot better than i maybe would have anticipated on march 25th when yeah we didn't know what was going to happen yeah or yeah Woo. december 31st 2019 we just had no yeah yeah so here we are i hope we get a laugh at ourselves next year this yes. time next year and I yeah hope we'll, laugh. we'll see <laughs> how it goes you just never know but a big part of that is our supporters, like you guys, our listeners. So thank you all for continuing to support us, continuing to care about animals during 2020. That really helped us be able to do what we do. Yes. Delightful. Okay. Uh, we talked about our office kittens. Quick update, because I believe we talked about Candle before. Michelle had an office cat. Candle, flame point, Siamese, cute stubby tail. We thought maybe she had vision issues or neurological issues because she was sort of running into things. Um, so we think maybe she has a little limited vision, but she does pretty well getting around. So we actually moved her into one of the cat colonies to live with other cats and be up for adoption. So we're really hopeful she's going to find a home soon. Lucas is still available. I would say, I don't know why he hasn't been adopted yet, which I am surprised based on his story and how cute and friendly he is. But knowing him personally, if people knew how cray cray he was i could understand why he hasn't gotten yeah. adopted yet but there's gonna be something like there are always families out there who want like a crazy cat to entertain them yeah, and, and to, like, outgoing yeah and be in your business all the time yeah. hanging out with you like he's that cat yeah he's a ham he'll be sure. on top of the refrigerator like i don't know he's really cute and friendly he's a year old he's looking so much better his mm-hmm. face looks great so if you haven't seen him yet go check out his video on facebook still looking for a home and then we just have our sanctuary cat yep besides that right yep okay those are all the feline updates um we have a hedgehog we have a hedgehog this has only happened i think twice two other times in my like eight years that i've worked here so it's really exciting and we were lucky enough that one of our newer adoption counselors actually has a hedgehog at home so when we wanted to get him out but we didn't know how to pick him up or what to do she offered to do that for us so we took a little hedgehog lesson and how to pick them up and i need to be brave today and go try to do it myself with a towel Ooh, or you are brave i will be your emotional support animal hey, but hey, i want to do it i think it'll be fun yeah and I they make the it. craziest noises they if do. you have a hedgehog out there let us know because like, we were like whoa yeah i couldn't believe how much huffing and puffing was coming from a tiny little hedgehog but he's adorbs oh i was also going to say jump on our social media today to see which pet you should adopt based on what New Year's resolution you have, Yay! because we're putting that together right now. And it's going to be so fun. Yeah, that's going to be really cute. Delta Dawn, what's that treat you have on? Could it be a faded toy from Kennel Gone By? <laughs> and did I hear you say you were snuggling me here today? Before I take you to my... Loving home, not in the sky. I like it a lot. It's my cat version of Delta Dawn. Yeah, that was a great parody on the fly. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Our executive director knows that song apparently and started singing it on Grace Taylor. Gosh, I wish we had got Kathy singing it. I know. Would have been so good. Maybe she'll sing next time we interview her on the podcast. Yes. (laughs) All right, guys. Don't forget, we're we're all in in this this together. together. Bye, 2020. Bye.
Bye. We can't wait. See y'all next year. Kathy, if you're listening, we're going to need you to sing on the podcast next time. Thanks.